For the Marin Council of Chambers, I'm Stephanie Plant, and this is We Are One Marin. As promised, we're back with Bishlam Bullock, the owner of Salon B, which is the only black-owned storefront on 4th Street in San Rafael. I've been playing possum for a long time, and, and Amy really wanted to strike out. Amy wanted to, like, you know, say a bunch, but then again, Amy's a Caucasian woman who's not afraid to strike out. I'm like, you can behave in a lot of ways that I can't. Remember that. In part two, we go back to Bishlam's childhood in Marin City and learn how that foundation invigorated his activism today. Welcome back. So you are a product of Marin County, yes? Born and raised? Born and raised. Tell us a little bit about growing up here for you. You know, the interesting thing is when I do talk about growing up in Marin County, I I think people, because I'm African-American, are going to think that I'm going to say that I had some kind of terrible experience or... It wasn't good or because Marin is such a, you know, homogenous, mostly white kind of place. But I grew up in Marin City. Marin City is like, as far as I knew as a child, I was living a 100 percent black Life, <laughs> world identity. Uh, mm-hmm. and identity. So and, and within that were amazing people um, and really caring individuals that were hardworking and had come out of the South to make it better, and they did make it better for themselves. Um, was there poverty within that? Yeah, there was definitely some poverty, but my particular family structure, there was no there was no poverty involved or, or no lack of. My grandfather was a super hard worker. He was also a pastor, and we had pretty much everything that a middle-class family would want. We had mm-hmm. a house. We had new cars. We had new clothes. We had Christmas time. They would save up, buy us whatever we want. Um, so I never experienced any kind of lack at all. Uh, I didn't really know anything about that. I had friends that lived in public housing that I could tell were definitely in lack um, or not having as much. Um, But no one really felt like that together when we were together. You know, like it was, it didn't feel like that. And um, so, yeah, my experience was great. And then as far as the diversity, it was actually really diverse uh, in the school that I went to. I went to a very tiny school uh, in Marin City called North Bay. North Bay was just like this little... Right now, it would probably be called like a charter school, mm-hmm. but it was part of the Saucelle School District. And the kids that went to that school, their parents specifically put them in there so that, you know, these are like 60s and 70s parents that are trying to make sure that their <laughs> kids, these old hippies are making sure their kids are super diversified. So we had a combination of all the Marin City kids, which were a combination of African-American, Asian little bit of Latino, not much uh, Latino or Spanish-speaking people were in our community. Um, and then a lot of variety of of white or Caucasian people. And when I say variety, I mean on a socioeconomic level. Mm-hmm. I mean, our my friends, some of them that were white were poorer than dirt. They were poorer than me. Uh, they lived on the houseboats. We didn't really understand it, but it was actually kind of more like a trailer park kind of situation. Mm-hmm on the houseboats. Yeah. These are people that are living off the grid, which now they call it off the grid or people that <laughs> yeah. are living off. We didn't call it that. Yeah. Back then. <laughs> yeah. You know, these are like straight up real hippies mm-hmm. and when then their children. So those were, those were a lot of my friends. And then a lot of like, um, upper class, middle class, various people that lived in Sausalito in like condominiums and homes and houses, but they were all very like super liberal, neoliberal type of individuals. So they were really open and really, we we all interacted, went to each other's homes. Like, you know, I had the best friends and I had a huge diversity of friends. So uh, for me, I didn't really get any kind of weird racism-based 
stuff till much later, like like out of high school is when I started to experience or maybe junior or senior year when I travel up a little further up north and get a little bit more rural, mm-hmm. you know, Nevada, Petaluma, mm-hmm. Sonoma. Mm-hmm. Sonoma. Then we would start to interact. When we played football at Ukiah, we'd hear some stuff, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, the N-word, all kinds of little stuff. I'm like, hey, what's up? You know what I mean? I was really isolated. I didn't really didn't know about all that. And that's weird, too, because my uncles and stuff were all heavily into like the whole Black Panther movement. There was a lot going on, but we were just too young to understand all that stuff. And by the time um, that movement had ended, you know, they had, they were all, you know, had gone through like the 80s in the crack era, in the cocaine era. And so a lot of those people were either in prison or hadn't made it or now were addicted. So we mm-hmm. didn't have that core of those fundamentals. We didn't even know what was going on and we were isolated from it. So we were just like living our little fun Marin life. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the girls liked all the dudes from Marin City. <laughs> like, if we went up and down 101, we were good. We could just, I had a girlfriend here and a girlfriend there. Uh-oh. And some were black, some were white, some were Asian, some were this, some were that. But it didn't even matter. It just, we were like living a whole different kind of lifestyle, which I don't think people, I don't know, are privy to understand what we were living. It was pretty much super smooth and, and very enjoyable. Um, so, I mean, nowadays, seeing all the strife that's going on right now, it's actually kind of disappointing and shocking um, because we just grew up in such a different kind of environment, you know. And that's just the truth, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you graduate Tam High, if you don't mind my asking? So, uh, let's. I'll, I'll be very technical. I'm class of 1991, but I actually did not graduate specifically from Tamalpais High School. I actually graduated from Miwa Mountain High School, oh. which was the alternative school uh, for the Tam High School District, because uh, I definitely was a student that was not a student. Uh, I <laughs> you was, were a creative student. I was a DNF academic student, <laughs> uh, straight up. Uh, and I never went to class. Um, I didn't even understand half of the stuff that was in class I just I, you know if it was photography or music or whatever I'd show up to those classes but I never showed up to my class my mom didn't know it didn't have current technology like they do now I mean my mom would find out at the end of the year oh, you know no. be like they don't call so, and email and text or, or, well you could intercept the text or email or letter in the mail <laughs> so we, we would intercept it and just tuck it away or tear it up or if they would call you have a friend like yeah especially you know he's out of, oh you're giving away all the tips out, now you know, Yes, he is sick today. And, you know, like we had all kind of all kinds of stuff back then. It wasn't like the internet. You know, there's nothing like. I mean, you know, no technology, so you can get away with a lot. And my mom was a busy working mm-hmm. person. We lived with our grandparents. My my mom was. I was a very sheltered individual. So, anyways, I'd go to school kind of, but skip class and do what I want. And I graduated in '91 from Miwa Mountain High. It's interesting that we talked about your community from your childhood and how that keeps repeating through your business. But then your building community. I read in an article that was written about you that you had an opportunity post um, all the things that happened in Michigan with George Floyd. Right, right. To to find your voice in the community a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, hmm, that was was something. I mean, you you had the George Floyd stuff going on, the Breonna Taylor stuff going on. And just kind of hold the whole like BLM, Black Lives Matter kind of stuff starting to emerge, you know, as the pandemic's going on. And I had been really hyper focused on just being Bishlam in business and really focused on building up my family and, you know, working off the working off the hard work that my grandparents did by just 
being here with mm -hmm. no education, mm -hmm. getting a, buying a house, and you know, I springboarded off all of that stuff, just not having ever having to worry about food and a place to live. I mean, mm -hmm. that's that's a big thing, you know, and and so yeah, when that started emerging. You know, I was kind of I was kind of hesitant. You know, I had been existing in Marin for a long time, just kind of doing my own thing and being successful in business. Um, and, you know, Amy was really like starting to feel some type of way about things. I was starting to feel some type of way about things. We're a, a mixed couple. You know, I mean, I have a, my oldest child is African-American and Irish. You know what I mean? Um, and all this stuff is emerging and I'm starting to feel kind of like. I'm going to have to make some type of stand here as far as like who I am and let people who know who I really am. You know, all my uncles, Black Panthers and, mm -hmm. you know, we grew up with Tupac, Shakur and all that stuff and Tam and all that. You know, we we're, we come from a huge, you know, lineage of like freedom fighting type individuals uh, and very independent individuals. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, as that was emerging, our children, our, our younger daughters were starting to get really activated and acting up jade our youngest daughter is a is a, just super active and was like really feeling it you know what i mean um she comes from a diverse background as well and so she just was really feeling passionate about it and we were all starting to feel passionate about it you know i started relinking up with my community again at this point i'm not living in marin city i live in, over in vallejo kind of isolated from my community so i start linking up again with the uh, with paul austin from play marin uh amber allen pearson uh, who's a great, um, great person uh, and social activist down in Marin City. And then my friend, Barry Axius, who's a huge community leader up in Sacramento. Um, we had a huge uh, George Floyd BLM kind of event in Marin City. And that kind of sparked off mm -hmm. like everything, mm -hmm. like everyone showed up to that. And we kind of all relinked up together. Amy was there. We were all there together. And uh, we were all just like, man, we need to do something, you know, like, so at that point, we started kind of interacting and Paul was speaking out from Play Marin, Barry was, Amber was, we were all activated. I hadn't really said anything yet. I hadn't really been out and I just was kind of reluctant. And then, um, you know, they had a big rally in San Rafael um, at the police department, you know what I mean? And, um, near City Hall. Near City mm -hmm. Hall, right in front. And, um, and that was kind of like the first time I spoke out. One thing I'll say too is that Everybody in my group did not does not think or feel the same way. We're not like a monolithic, mm -hmm. one thinking kind of way. I mean, not everybody thinks that Donald Trump was terrible for America because actually, in some ways, a lot of my people that I know feel like it was the thing we needed to be realistic and honest about the culture of the United States and the things that we were going through are real things, you know, and, and they're really happening to us from, you know, police harassment to people getting killed at a, at a disproportionate kind of way. So for us, it was just a moment to act up. So I, I got to reconnect with my community that way and get bring it back to Marin City. Um, and it was great. It was great because I needed that. I was, I was feeling a little bit isolated. And Amy was really encouraging me to do that. And we're still, you know, acting up in our own ways. Uh, but we're at this point, um, you know, we're back to kind of doing what we do, which is on the streets, which is like mm -hmm. helping out with homeless population, helping out with individuals that we care about. You know, so we're just kind of back to doing that. And that's that's what we're about anyways. That's like kind of our core foundation of our who we are, you know. So when you said you felt compelled to speak out, at the protest in San Rafael, what did that feel like when you were up there? You know, it just felt like a release of a lot of tension and a lot of um, anxieties. Mm -hmm. uh, being an African-American business owner in 
a place like Marin County, you know, you learn how to like function and keep safe. You know what I mean? I've been pulled over. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've been, I, I have an incident where I was working at Shylock's on my lunch break. I went to Chase up in Northgate to go deposit some money. I'm playing some music in my car and I get out of the car and, um, you know, as I'm turning my key off, I'm, I'm leaned over the car and I'm turning my key off and getting ready to close my door. There's literally an officer like standing on my butt. Like I like mm. bumped into him and he's like, you need to turn that music off, you know, da, 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 da. and I'm like, I'm getting out of my car and I'm, it's off. It, it will be off in a second, but you just, you're like standing over me. And he's like, do you got a problem here? You got what's what's up? And I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Because when an officer says that for black people, that's some serious stuff. Mm -hmm. Do we have a problem here? That can turn into a lot of different things. You Absolutely. know, I'm on my lunch break, mm -hmm. driving up from Santa Fe to Northgate to go to Chase and make a deposit. I have like five thousand dollars in my pocket as well, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and I'm right. getting ready to make a deposit. He asked me, do you have, you, we got a problem? I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I don't have a problem. Yeah, I was <laughs> just going to say. But, but I, I think you do with me right now. So mm -hmm. whatever it is that you want to do right now, you're going to do it. But I'm not going to kiss your butt. And I'm not going to play this game with you because I haven't done anything. And then he's like, that's it. That's it. Stand behind the car. Put your hands on the car. Basically start searching my car. Uh, rips my door open. Has me hemmed up against the door. And I'm like, wow, okay, this is how it's going to go, huh? He's like, yeah, this is how it's going to go. And he was like a younger guy, a rookie. And a lot of times they send rookies down to Marin County mm -hmm. because there's nothing to do here and they're all hot-headed. <laughs> and the dude handcuffs me, everything, oh. dips into my pockets, pulls out a wad of money. is like, what's this? Mm. And I'm like, it's money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he takes all my stuff out of my pocket and literally throws me in the car. My car is sitting at the at oh. the bank. I'm on my lunch break. I have clients in like 40 oh minutes, gosh. right? <laughs> um, he takes me to the Marin County, uh, you know, oh, sheriff's station. Sheriff's oh, office yeah. right there at the Civic oh, Center. No. Oh, he arrests me. Oh. He arrests me uh, because of a suspicious amount of money or something uh, or whatever. Uh, takes me to the county and, and like books me or tries to book me at least. Goes in, we get in there, I'm in handcuffs in the like, you know, uh, processing room. And he walks up to the lady, the, the woman that was the thing. And she's like, so what's the deal? And he like, doesn't really have much to say to her. It's like, he's just under arrest. And, and I'm like, look, I didn't do anything. This guy like harassed me. I'm yelling at this point. I'm pissed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, da, da, da. and he's like, well, he's like, he's like, well, you have a warrant for your arrest for uh, like a ticket that you had and like, you know, three years ago or something. I'm like oh my gosh I'm like well how would I have gotten mm -hmm. a license <laughs> right mm. how would I have re-upped my license and da, 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 and I'm calling him out like right mm -hmm. there and he realizes that he's like doesn't have a leg to stand on and the woman's looking at me and I'm looking at her and she's heard what I said because I have my licenses all my registrations current everything and she looks at him in a kind of a weird way and I'm like, so what is this so-called bail or what do I owe or whatever? And she's like, yeah, uh, it's like $1,000 for the ticket that you had or whatever or something like that. And I'm like, I'm like I have $1,000 in my pocket right there. Can I pay this supposed ticket and get out of here? And she looks at him and he looks at her and she's like, well, I don't see why not. Mm. They take my money wow. and, and release me. 
and give me the rest of my money. And I have to walk from the Civic Center. I don't know if you know where that is, but all the way yes. over to Northgate. They make you to walk. The oh, my God. No, they to walk no. back. And I just made it back in time for my client. <laughs> I was like five minutes late. I called Barb up. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I just, and I didn't want to tell anybody what had happened. Yeah. I just went there, did my, I mean, I finished my clients up and I was done with the day. So there, there you go. I mean, you mm. know, we've all had these experiences. It was time for me to kind of come out and say what's up and like come out from behind the shadows because everybody I know has a story like that. If you've lived yeah. in Moran or in the United States. Maybe more than one. Oh, yeah. So it felt like a good time to kind of like let people know, yeah, I'm here being successful, doing my thing, whatever, but I got to play a certain role, a certain game. I got to watch my back, you know, and be careful, you know, because I could end up under somebody's prison or dead, you mm-hmm. know, with just the, the wrong interaction with the police officer. Mm, absolutely. So, yeah. You also have a balance, I would imagine, as a business owner now that you want to strike. Right, you be care. I mean, yeah. I'm sure. I would imagine it's been. I I, I can only imagine mm-hmm. how it's been to stay silent. Right. A- and I I I applaud you. I don't know. I I mm-hmm. you know. I'm I'm. I don't have the right words. I I hear I, you. I, hear you. I respect you mm-hmm. for speaking out. Right. Because right. um, I didn't want to. Amy really wanted to. I didn't because. I want to risk my business. Well, that's exactly where I was going next. Yeah. You have to think about that, I would imagine. I had to think about that. And I've been playing it kind of, I've been playing possum for a long time. And, and Amy really wanted to strike out. Amy wanted to like, you know, say a bunch. But then again, Amy's a Caucasian woman who's not mm-hmm. afraid to strike out. I'm like, you can behave in a lot of ways that I can't remember that. Mm-hmm. It's easy to you become know? indignant. Right. I think I sit in a very similar seat to Amy. I get, make, mm-hmm. I get mad. You get mad. I yeah. get mad on your behalf right now. Right, right. And I let her. Mm-hmm. I let her. There are certain <laughs> things that I, 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 I sick Amy on. On, you know, she's the dog, you know, <laughs> you, know you know, go get them. And I'm going to go do this because I, you know, uh, you know, we are um, in a unique position and situation. So I, I leverage all of it uh, mm-hmm. and I, I'm smart about it and she's smart about it. And we have to be because it's our livelihood and it's our lives. You know what I mean? So I um, mean, we have children to think about, you know, Absolutely. and we have we have, you know, our lives to think about. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been yeah, interesting. And we mm-hmm. lost we lost some people, you oh. know what I mean? But then we gained some people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we're still kind of recovering from all of it. I mean, we're we've been okay in business, but you know, in order to get your new batch of like like-minded individuals to come into your home, which is your your business, you, you might have to take a little hit and you mm-hmm. might have to rebuild and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I started with nothing anyway, so I'm never afraid to lose it all and like start all over again. I don't never think I can't just restart. I'm mm-hmm. never scared to restart, so, you know. And maybe that's what this life is, right? Totally. I'm uh, grateful and humbled by the conversation, grateful for the conversation, humbled by your honesty. Oh, so no thank you for this yes. Uh, time. Yes, yes, it was and great. you can find Bishlam at Salon B mm-hmm. on 4th Street. That's right. We're at 886 uh, 4th Street in San Rafael. We're, we're mostly like um, uh, appointment-only based. We don't really have a lot of walk-in and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, But yeah, you can check us out at SalonBSanRafael.com. You can check us out on Instagram at SalonBSanRafael. You can check us out on Facebook, all that kind of stuff. And uh, we're pretty responsive uh, to that. Or Amy is definitely responsive. <laughs> and uh, just come check us out or stop by the store, you know. Thank awesome. you. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, thank you. Appreciate you guys. Since 
since we met with Bishlam for this interview, Salon B was awarded the 2022 San Rafael Chamber of Commerce Small Business of the Year Award. Congratulations to Bishlam, Amy, and the entire team at the Salon. If you want to join the conversation or make suggestions, we'd love to hear from you at weareonemarin at gmail.com. The Marin Community Foundation generously sponsors this podcast. Our theme music is performed by a student at Enriching Lives Through Music. Elm is in San Rafael's Canal neighborhood. Finally, a reminder to support diverse local businesses and shop Marin. <laughs>